Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about business continuity. I'm talking with Lyndon Bird, who's the director of the Business Continuity Institute. Lyndon, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, good, good to be on the call. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself just to start off our conversation, please? I certainly could. I've been in the business continuity world now for 25 years, and I started um, back in the 1980s as a consultant, and during that, those, those, those many years, I've, I've continued in a consultancy role. I've done quite a lot of education. I've presented a lot. I've written uh, many articles and, and, and books, and, uh, and back in 1994, I was a, a founding fellow of um, the, the Business Continuity Institute, and uh, during that time, since then, I've had a uh, number of roles with the Institute, including a period as Institute Chairman, and uh, currently my role is to head up the uh, technical development side of the Institute, and, and, and as you said, I, I'm a member of the main board the Institute in that, in that capacity. Well, for those who aren't familiar with the Institute, tell us a little bit about the Business Continuity Institute and its mission. Okay. Well, the, the Business Continuity Institute is a, a not, not-for-profit professional institute, and its primary focus is to um, represent and work with and for business continuity professionals and practitioners. Um, and these are people who actually qualify for our professional membership grade through our education and certification programs. Um, but we also encourage uh, corporate partnerships and corporate membership, and we have uh, many wide-ranging affiliations with other similar um, and complementary not-for-profit bodies. Um, we have around 6,000 members um, in over 100 countries. And although we did start in the UK and, and it's still our headquarters, we now have chapters and regional boards in the in the US, in Australia, Canada, Japan, Southeast Asia, and in fact some some individual European countries. So we, we're quite um, widespread now, and, and our mission is much the same as it was when we started, um, and that is the development um, of the art and science, as we like to call it, of business continuity management throughout the world. Um, particularly through the use of developing um, thought leadership programs and enhancing their professional practices. Lyndon, given the global scope of the Institute now, I'd be curious on your perspective as what the biggest business continuity and disaster recovery issues are for organizations today, and then specifically for banking institutions that you see. Okay, well, I think I'll start, start answering that one with a general comment about you know, the, the business world and, and what's happened over the last few years and why that's having some uh, serious impacts on business continuity management. And I think if you look at the, you know, the, the downstream of the financial crisis um, and, and looking at, at where um, organizations, particularly in Europe, um, have come from and are trying to get to, then certainly and we've seen vast amounts of, of needing to be more competitive um, to reduce costs um, or, or to find ways of getting more value um, out of the same level of cost. Um, and uh, this, this overall phenomenon has, uh, has, in a way, taken out of uh, the equation a lot of inherent resilience that uh, particularly large, uh, well-distributed organizations had. Um, and what we're now seeing, I think, is, is 
considerable more dependency on, on long supply lines, um, less suppliers of goods and services, um, perhaps less emphasis on the quality of those services and more on the cost of those services. And we actually are, are seeing quite a lot of uh, increased disruption um, and loss of, of profit, loss of operating uh, times in, in lots of businesses. So this is not necessarily uh, concentrate the financial sector because in many ways the, the, the financial sector, of course, is uh, technically and operationally still very resilient, um, more so than, than many other sectors. But even within the, the financial sector and the banking sector, still prone to a lot of outsourced operations, offshore operations, um, and this, there's been a tendency in, in our view to, to, to believe that you can um, you know, out, outsource the risk, whereas in fact the, the risk remains with you when you can only outsource the operational activities. So um, the, the issues really that we are seeing um, in, in banking as well is that um, banking have traditionally been, been felt to be strong in business continuity. Um, but that, what that's resulted in is effectively a silo mentality where business continuity management has been put in a, a particular silo within the banking world um, and it's concentrated really on looking at loss of buildings, technology and people all of which are extremely important but what it's not actually moved forward to doing is perhaps looking more at the overall um, business risks that it faces and how business continuity techniques and practices could help. So um, what I would say is that, that um, the biggest problem for business continuity issues in, in general really is, is to make that step from um, just looking at operational failures and how you recover from them um, and looking much more at the, the processes in your business and how you protect those processes and how in fact uh, you protect the brand reputation of your businesses. And, and in some ways, banking uh, needs all the help it can get in, in some, some areas in terms of uh, support of its image. It's not, not necessarily the most popular sector, and uh, we believe that um, it needs to actually move forward. It needs to integrate its, its thinking on crisis management, its thinking on risk management, um, together with its continuity programs to actually uh, to, to, to move forward and to actually... Um, reduce its risks, look, look more at business risks, um, and we've, we've introduced a concept in, in our thinking called Enterprise BCM, which actually looks you know, at a much wider type of set of risks than traditionally that the financial sector has looked at. So that's, uh, as I think, is, is really the, the big issue, um, is how do you actually use the uh, skills and techniques that we've developed over the year in, in business continuity, in disaster recovery, into perhaps looking at, at a wider range of areas in, that could go wrong in businesses. Well, Lyndon, you've laid out a good series of issues there. I'd be curious now to hear your take on how financial institutions are addressing some of these issues, if indeed they are. I think that uh, they are starting to, to focus on it. I think that um, there was a, a clear understanding uh, after the the collapse of, uh, of, of some serious, uh, large financial institutions and the near collapse of others, that, that perhaps there's uh, a problem with the silo mentality where 
you've perhaps got in one silo business continuity, another security, another crisis management, another risk, um, and possibly even another for sort of emergency response. And 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 that there was an that there was a, a clear learning from from one sector to the other. So I think what a a lot of the larger institutions are doing is starting to to look at how they can build an overall resilience model for their organization, which brings in the strengths of all of these particular um, techniques and, and uh, philosophies of, of business protection. So um, certainly most of the um, larger financial institutes I've talked to in, in recent times have, have decided, well, you know, business continuity management and crisis really um, need to be managed in the same way. Um, many of them have put much of this under a, a sort of enterprise risk management um, approach, which I think is, is a reasonable step, but what we would prefer is, is a wider perception of, of actually starting to, to look at your organizations, not just in terms of um, the internal resilience, but actually uh, what are the other things that you've got to actually incorporate. I mean, uh, clearly a lot of the problems of say, the banking system are, are systemic, they aren't, they aren't specific to just one individual firm. Um, unlike operational resilience in the sense of, of loss of IT or something of that nature, then clearly that can be at a, an individual firm. But but a lot of, of, of major problems are systemic. Um, and certainly there's you know, community and society issues and um, the operational areas that you, you're functioning in need to be brought into to your planning process. So um, I've, I've detected certainly in the last a uh, few months with most of the people I talk to are um, a feeling that, that there is a need to um, bring these these subject areas together and, and I think many are are looking to bring them you know, together under some banner which may or may not be called resilience um, but that seems to be the you know the, the working the working tool I mean people are calling it to things like um, you know governance risk risk and compliance but um, I think a, a neater, neater word is resilience, and I think that's that's where a lot of the um, larger institutions are are moving towards. Um, and usually, what happens, particularly with the financial world, is the the big boys you know, move into a particular approach, and that then tends to get uh, picked up by the the, the smaller ones. So I, I think there is a there's a recognition that. Um, yeah, that, that this is quite an integrated subject and, uh, and it all needs to be brought together. When you look across organizations today, Lyndon, where do you see the biggest business continuity gaps and how is the Institute helping to fill those gaps? Well, I think the, I think in some ways the, the, the biggest gaps is in understanding and I think that's, um, that is a, a problem because one of the uh, difficulties, I guess, with, with business continuity has been that um, it, it's been a bit hit and miss where where you come from in an organisation. So, typically, um, traditionally, lots of people started from um, the the IT field, the technology field, but then um, there's also people that, that see business continuity as, as responding to your major. Uh, natural type disasters and crises, so you get a lot of people with a, an emergency or either military or police background involved, and then you get um, some quite theoretical approaches in 
to it and then you get other people that, that, that see it just purely in terms of external communications and, uh, and, and such as this. So, so what I think is problem um, in, in business continuity gaps in a way um, is not specifically the technical um, problems. I think most of the you know, most of the technical issues can be resolved, but what I, I, I think is, is understanding. So there's um, there, there are issues such as um, international standards, lots of different national standards, the confusion uh, amongst even professionals about actually what they should be following, um, inconsistencies of terminology, differences between different parts of the world. We don't actually have a global agreement about what we mean about many things and so I think that that general um, general lack of clarity which um, which still exists around much of the, the business continuity issues is, is certainly you know, an area that, that my institute is is acutely aware of and, and in reality that's that's part of what we are actually here for to try and uh, to, to you know trying to work with others to establish um, you know Common understanding, because one of the worst things in, in 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 the worst situation when you have a major crisis is that if uh, you know, if this is a global problem, um, such as from a banking crisis, that actually um, people in different parts of the world um, actually identify what you were saying in, in slightly different ways. I mean, is clarity of, of um, clarity of message? I think is very and, and uh, is very important, and I think that's uh, that's what we're actually working on trying to. To develop business continuity as as an understood and accepted management discipline. A final question for you, Lyndon. At the top of this conversation, you, you mentioned that you've been in the business now for twenty five years. For someone that wants to get into the business continuity field today, what advice would you give to them? Well, I think it's uh, it, it's very encouraging that. that um, that people actually do want to get into it. Um, I think in my day, when I started, and, and probably for 10 years after that, people tended to end up in it um, in, in some way or other, um, almost from being something else. So the, the fact that people actually see it as a career and see it as a, a an area they would like to get in of itself is a is an encouraging thing. I think one of the positive things you can say to people is that... that um, it's not something where it's good just to be saying I am a specialist BCM person I've done a degree in business continuity management if, if such things existed or I've done a, a diploma I've done courses in it and therefore that's what I do in fact you know, business continuity management is, is what we like to say the holistic process or what we like to now call this enterprise business continuity management and, it, and as it, it stretches across the, the piece then you can probably get into it with, with starting from a whole range of different skills. Whether you know your, your background's IT, whether it's emergency management, whether you're a business analyst, uh, you understand the process, you understand the dependencies of your business. Now, even if you even if you're in something like HR and, or um, you know, communication, if you're interested in, in in business continuity as a as a topic, then the skills that you've got in those other areas are actually um, are actually quite quite useful and um, sometimes you know you, you you would have to move into a BCM role and your role would probably be something like a BCM analyst or uh, looking at things like business impact analysis and that, that may not be too exciting to, to people but what it does do is, is it gives 
you know, an opportunity really to get across the organization, understand it, learn very quickly about how that org- how your organization fits together, how things work and how they don't work on occasions, of course. And um, typically I like to say to people, it's a great learning position for you. But even if you don't want to spend the whole of your life as a, as a specialist business continuity uh, manager, then, then that which you learn from doing the sort of business impact analysis um, will certainly enhance uh, your value to your organization and give you the opportunity, I would say, to, to progress with it. So um, my my view is, um, yes, it's always good to get education. It's always good to go on courses. It's always good to, to get trained. But, um, you know, if you've got skills, if you've got skills that come from another area, that's pretty easily transferable into business continuity management. And vice versa, if you've worked in business continuity management, then... And it gives you a good uh, a good foundation for progression in your organization. Very good, Linton. I'm grateful for your time and insight today. Thank you so much. Thank you for asking me. We've been talking about business continuity. We've been talking with Lyndon Bird, a director of the Business Continuity Institute. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much. <laughs>